0: Hello, everybody. Here we are in the wisdom of Shirach, or as it's better known as Ecclesiasticus in your Old Testament. Apocrypha, now in 12 here, chapter 12, we have uh, what can happen if you help the ungodly. I mean, uh, if you've never experienced this, we keep talking about Paul's teachings about not being yoked with evildoers. And even if they uh, look like they're okay, they're some new-ager, lovey-dovey, won't swat a fly, they're so uh, lovey, right? They huggy, huggy, huggy. I'm telling you, they'll bite you. When you yoke with the ungodly, you are playing with the snake. And I don't care how careful you are, you keep playing with the snake Ladies and gentlemen, you'll get bit. So if you've never experienced what Chirac's talking about here, let's listen up. Because with this wisdom of Chirac, you'll uh, go on and you'll see what these old-timers were talking about. Because this, the snake will certainly bite. Okay, so so here we go. Chapter 12 in Ecclesiasticus, or the Wisdom of Chirac says here, when thou do good, know to who thou doest it. So shalt thou be thanked for thy benefits, period. And the thought goes on. It says, do good to the godly man, and thou shalt find a recompense. And if not from him, yet from the Most High, capital H. In 3 it says, there can no good come to him that is always occupied in evil, nor to him that giveth no alms. Give to the godly man, and help not a sinner. Do well to, unto him that is lowly, but give not to the ungodly. Hold back thy bread and give it not unto him, lest he overmaster thee thereby. For, in parentheses, else thou shalt receive twice as much evil for all the good that thou have done unto him. All right? Now, uh, this goes for women, too. Uh, Just because uh, Shirach talks a lot in... Uh, uh, to his son, my son, my son. It goes for the daughters, too. Uh, When he's telling you uh, don't sit down with someone's wife at the wine, uh, that goes the other way around, too. Don't get someone's husband and be dining with him and getting into the wine or a male singer uh, that you don't want to fall into his snares. So this doesn't let the ladies off the hook in all this. (laughs) This goes for everybody here. So, and, uh, you know, go do good unto him. Well, do good unto her that is godly also. All right. So, anyway, I just wanted to clear that up. In 6, it says, for the Most High, capital H, hateth sinners and will repay vengeance unto the ungodly and keepeth them against the mighty day of their punishment, period. So, there's the end of time. Here's the end of their life, and this uh, in 6 just went to the end of time, to judgment day, to the second death there, prophetically. It says in 7, give unto the good and help not the sinner. A friend cannot be known in prosperity, and an enemy cannot be hidden in adversity. Period. How about that for wisdom? Okay, so you'll know the friend, but not when you're uh, wealthy. Nine, it says, in the prosperity of a man, enemies will be grieved. But in his adversity, even a friend will depart. Period. Isn't that sad? And look here at the jealousy. You see, it's amazing. Uh, when you see your neighbor, your brother, your sister, you see somebody doing good, that ought to be a pleasure for you. Not You shouldn't be jealous. Here, your enemies are grieved because you're doing good. How about that? Okay, in 10, it says, Never trust thine enemy, for like as iron rusteth, so is his wickedness. Okay. Though he humble, humble himself and go crouching, yet take good heed and beware of him, and thou shalt be unto him as if thou hast wiped a looking-glass, and thou shalt know that his rust hath not been altogether wiped away. Okay, so this is to all evildoers here. And look at how they're, uh, it's a passive-aggressive thing here. He's, he's, he or she is humbling their and they come crouching, and the tears are rolling. It's amazing. Uh, um, you see old uh, Jimmy Swaggart, he could uh, cry. Ask for forgiveness and play the piano all at, at the same time. Psychopathic, he could just drum them tears up. See, and they're a weapon here for Jimmy Swagger and all others that, when they go to do a fraud, they are wonderful psychopathic actors. Notice the evil here has not altogether went away. You, you got to look close. Don't believe the crouching crier here in eleven. In 12, set him not by thee, lest when he hath overthrown thee, he stand up in thy place. Neither let him sit at thy right hand, lest he seek to take thy seat, and thou at the last remember my words, and be pricked therewith. So... You don't want your enemies around you. You don't want to be involved with them. You don't want evil people around you. They're looking for a chink in your armor. Uh, they uh, will turn and rend you. You cannot cast the pearls before the swine, and you cannot be unequally yoked. If people do not put Jesus Christ first, all right, you you better let them go, okay? Give them a chance, but you wipe this rust away you'll see the evil's been there and, it, and if they don't know Christ evil will come back now listen to this little similitude in 13 on this same subject of playing with the ungodly playing with non-believers hi buddy hi little sister how you doing there baby listen to this and there are fake and they're frauds listen to this in 13 who will pity a charmer that is bitten with a serpent or any such as come nigh wild beasts question mark so there we were we uh, wanted to be a bear whisperer that's a, a little similitude here a serpent and you're playing with fire because these people don't know the lord and in today's world uh, prophecy says that they're gonna, your own family members are going to cause your death out here, and it's going to be a divide over Christ. All right, so they either know Christ or they don't. If they want to know Christ, then you help them be careful what you're doing. All right, and never leave yourself open to these people. Just don't do it. In 14, so one that goeth to a sinner and is defiled with him is in his sins who will pity. So there we have the similitude of the wild beast and serpent and the the person that's a believer going around this sinner who uh, doesn't know the Lord and he gets bit. All right, so there's good advice from uh, Grandpa Jesus there. 15, it says, for a while he will abide with thee, but if thou begin to fall, he will not tarry. So there is what they call that a fair weather friend. Okay, they will throw you. The modern statement is to throw them under the bus. They will throw you under the bus out there, folks. And uh, in 16, it says, an enemy, an, an enemy speaketh sweetly with his lips, but in his heart he imagineth how to throw thee into a pit. He will weep with his eyes, but if he find opportunity, he will not be satisfied with blood. Once again, on yoking with your enemies. And believe it or not, the people that do not know Jesus Christ personally in their life, you cannot yoke with them. Now, uh, the uh, translators of the King James are sending us uh, to Jeremiah 41, 6, in this verse 16 and 17. If adversity come upon thee, thou shalt find him there first and though he pretend to help thee yet shall he undermine thee how about this for a fakeroo, a spook yeah he ain't what he says she ain't what she says okay they are just psychopathic how anybody could work at this evil like this and they're there to set you up uh yeah can i have your bank card for a day you know <laughs> Or they get online and uh, try to find out all your uh, information so that they can rob you there. That's a nice crooked way. That's the modern day uh, bank robbery, the uh, detectives tell me. And more about uh, yoking with this ungodly person. He will shake his head and clap his hands and whisper much and change his continent see he's psychopathic folks he is they can pretend to be happy they can pretend to be glad they do not speak the truth there's a lie on every corner and i'll tell you folks they don't even know how to tell the truth some of them they're so psychopathic and there they are okay and it goes on more here in 13 about not keeping company with the proud or one that's mightier than you are. Uh, And there's a similitude there of the beasts. Uh, And then this divide between the rich and the poor and how the rich, they despise the poor. How about that? A man's heart will change with his uh, continents. So you can see uh, many things with the continents. All right, here we are in 13. Uh, he that toucheth pitch shall be defiled therewith, and he that hath fellowship with a proud man shall be like unto him. Ouch, that's terrible. Uh, they're harmonizing this one with uh, Deuteronomy 7.2. It says here in 2, it says, burden. Burthen not thyself above thy power, whilst thou livest, and have no fellowship with one that is mightier and richer than thyself. For how agree the kettle and the earthen pot together? For if the one be smitten against the other, it shall be broken. See, there's another similitude on not not yoking with these people. I know that you're going to run into them, and I'm going to run into them, but you don't have to be in fellowship with them. It's impossible. Either they're going to get to know the Lord or they're not, okay? And the, In this case, we have the proud, rich person uh, that will destroy you if you're not careful, in 3, it says, the rich man hath done wrong, and yet he threateneth with all. The poor is wronged, and he must entreat also. So there is that non-balance that uh, Job was trying to tell his three friends and the young man that the uh, things aren't equal. Things Your reward doesn't always come right here in this life at all. Your reward can be in the world to come tomorrow all right so he tried to explain this to the three uh, friends and they just didn't get it they knew scriptures but they had no wisdom and understanding so how can you or i or anyone else understand the scriptures without wisdom and understanding you're lost for it says if thou be for his prophet this is this rich man he will use thee But if thou have nothing, he will forsake thee. Period. How about that for wisdom? If thou have anything, he will live with thee. (laughs) Yea, he will make thee bare and will not be sorry for it. You hearing this mindset of these people? And the people doing this right here, They don't know the Lord, or they wouldn't they wouldn't do that. They couldn't do that. The Holy Ghost would guide their steps, would he not? Six it says if he have need of thee, he will deceive thee, and smile upon thee, and put thee in hope. He will speak. He will speak thee fair. Bear and say, What wantest thou? Question mark. Yeah, he acts like he's going to help you. Seven, and he will shame thee by his meats, until he have drawn thee dry twice or thrice. And at the last, he will laugh thee to scorn, eh. and <laughs> he'll laugh thee to scorn. Afterward, when he seeth thee, he will forsake thee and shake his head at thee so here we got the people that are just there to use someone up and they think they're clever they think they're smarter than everybody right so there's that one in eight it says beware that thou be not deceived and brought down in thy jollity or in um That can be like simplicity. You're you're naive. You're going on like people think like you do, and they don't. If they don't have the wisdom and understanding that's out of the Scriptures, there's a terrible unevenness here that's being described. All right. Okay. If thou be invited of a mighty man withdraw thyself and so much the more will he invite thee okay and that actually christ actually taught that uh, 10 it says press thou not upon him lest thou be put back stand not far off lest thou be forgotten what wise words huh sounds like old shirak here he's been through a lot hasn't he in 11 it says, Affect not to be made equal unto him in talk, and believe not his many words. For with much communication will he tempt thee, and smiling upon thee will get out thy secrets. So he's a turncoat. So he's, got, he's pulling another train that you don't see here. And notice here, he's going to get your secrets. And he's going to move on and leave you behind. Or she. Be the same thing with the ladies. This isn't leaving the ladies out here. 12, it says, but cruelly he will lay up thy words and will not spare to do thee hurt and to put thee in prison. See? See? that's what I say here you cannot be around these people get rid of them get them out of your life you know you can't you can't not be around this people some you're gonna see them at the store you're gonna see them at the gas station they're gonna they're gonna be delivering something but you don't have to take them home with you you don't have to be yoked with them be careful out here folks in the last days this all applies very greatly here with this uh, dumbing down of the world, and we're warned through Jesus Christ, said to take heed here in the last days, okay? Because these lovey-dovey New Agers, they can be brutal. Okay, Um, in 13, observe and take good heed, for thou walkest in peril, in peril of thy overthrowing, When thou hearest these things, awake in thy sleep. And I tell you, someone that does not know Joshua, Jesus Christ, the Lord, they're asleep. Their eyes are closed, folks. Now, uh, that's why we say when someone uh, gets to know the Lord, they get woke out of their sleep, out of their slumber. They break the matrix, you see. Those are the kind of people you want to be around. They'll help to pick you up spiritually and otherwise, and in no way are they going to do you hurt, all right? Even if they move on, they don't sting you on the way out, all right? Beware, folks. Uh, What do we do here? It says in 14, Love the Lord all thy life and call upon him, for thy salvation those are wise words there in 14 in 15 every beast loveth his like and every man loveth his neighbor so once again you're yoking together with the people that are like Uh, where the carcass is the eagles are gathered together christ said All flesh comforteth according to kind, and a man will cleave to his like. Okay, and uh, we have 16. All flesh comforteth. In 16, all flesh consorteth according to kind, and a man will cleave to his like. What fellowship hath the wolf with the lamb? Uh, Question mark. So the sinner with the godly. All right. Now, he's beating this in, folks. This is very important. This is why Paul said to beware of this. In 18, it says, What agreement is there between the hyena and a dog? Question mark. And what peace between the rich and the and the poor and today uh, the Darwinians the ones that swallow that uh, atheistic swine lie—if you call it that you have to have real faith to imagine that that could ever be real it's so stupid how could they get anybody to believe this theologian uh, about this is just you know he's a rich man it's a rich family the golden Darwin family why am I saying that I'm saying because these people that kill everybody or Darwinists there's no judge over it I, I, I can sit here and just mow them over with a machine gun it doesn't matter there's no judge there's no hell no no there's no hell all right and that's Darwinism and I don't care whether it's Lenin Trotsky Mao Hitler or the ten unseen merchant kings of today they are all in bed with Satan And their philosophy that they feed the masses is Darwinistic. 2001, A Space Odyssey. That was done by Stanley Kubrick, who was a diehard Antichrist lover. He just was. His favorite film. What was his favorite film? You know? It was Rosemary's Baby. A uh, film about him... this breeding the Antichrist there at uh, the Dakota House. Filmed at the Dakota House. Anyway, that was his favorite uh, movie. And they, it was uh, the the uh, caveman in the obelisk and traveling into space. And uh, the theme was that uh, we were a monkey yesterday. Tomorrow will be a god. Sure you will, Stanley. Sure you will. In 19, it says, As the wild ass is the lion's prey in the wilderness, so the rich eat up the poor. Now, that's a fact. And today, the poor have to go, according to uh, little stoolie uh, Bill Gates. The Case for Killing Grandma, one of his speeches. (laughs) how about that? Yep. Pull them out of the womb and kill them in the old folks' home. How about that philosophy of Darwinism? Because Darwin said, survival of the fittest. All right. What's that mean? Well, that means the, the poor are on the hit list to go. They're in the way. All right, uh, we all know about all that, though. 20, as the proud hate humility, so doth the rich abhor the poor. Again, they have no love to help humanity. They believe they're going to come back after their death as gods. So they they don't believe in hell. They don't believe in a judge. And I tell you, folks, they're going to find out that they are, and I'm talking about from the low life all the way to the great muckety mucks of the earth, they're gonna find out there is a judge and that they're wrong. (laughs) They're just as wrong as could be. In 21, it says, a rich man beginneth to fall, (sniffs) a rich man beginning to fall is held up of his friends, but a poor man being down, is thrust away is thrust also away by his friends okay let me read that smoothly smoothly here in 21 a rich man beginning to fall is held up of his friends but a poor man being down is thrust away also also is thrust also away by his friends okay so we got that. 22, when a rich man is fallen, he hath many helpers. He speaketh things not to be spoken, and yet men justify him. The poor man slipped, and yet they rebuked him too. He spake wisely and could not, and couldn't have no place, period. So he gets kicked out. He spoke wisely and couldn't have no place, All right, so here's the the rich fool that's got all his helpers and uh, the wise poor man, and he has no place. 23, when a rich man speaketh, every man holdeth his tongue, and look what he saith. They extol it to the clouds. But if the poor man speak, they say, capital W what fellow is this and if he stumble they will help to overthrow him so they're like a pack of pigs aren't they you ever see that in wild pigs when one of them gets hurt 24 riches are good unto him that hath no sin and poverty is evil in the mouth of the ungodly. How about that? Does everybody understand that one? Does it need explanation? It does not. Okay. The heart of a man changeth his countenance, whether it be for good or for or evil, and a merry heart maketh a cheerful continence. Period. 26, a cheerful countenance is a token of a heart that is in prosperity. And the finding out of parables is a wearisome labor of the mind. Oh, boy. So he just got very personal there. And he's putting a lot of work into this. And uh, I sure am happy that he did. But here is the... uh, merry con- and cheerful continents uh do i have that i do yeah. you think i do yeah. well they say i have a merry continents what, what do you say to that well i say i don't think i do but uh it doesn't matter are you enjoying these out there folks we're enjoying them here at the table so i'll catch everybody on the next cd